Do you think your dog might benefit from a little extra fitness? Maybe you want to tighten those left turns in agility or tighten their box turn in flyball. Or maybe they're just a bit clumsy and you need a little more body awareness. Welcome to the Canine Fitness Fanatics podcast with your host, Hannah Johnson. Join us as we talk dog fitness and other areas of canine health too. Our mission is to help condition dogs to reduce the risk of injury and increase longevity, whether that's in sporting dogs, working dogs or pet dogs. All dogs can benefit from a little extra fitness. Hey fitness fanatics! So in today's podcast we're going to be talking about how to strengthen a dog's back legs. Now this is a question that we get asked a lot and often we find that many dogs that come to us for fitness and conditioning have two particularly weak areas. The first is that their core is often weak in some way and we're going to do a completely separate podcast talking about dogs' core muscles but today we're going to be talking about the hind limb muscles. A lot of the time we find that those back leg muscles can be quite weak where many dogs overcompensate with their front end or they potentially may be strong in their rear end muscles however they lack limb stability so stabilizing muscles need strengthening. Then sometimes we find that dogs hip adductor and abductor muscles are weaker. We tend to find that there is always some area of weakness within those hind limbs. So whether it's general weakness or whether it's actually a specific area that needs strengthening, there are lots of things that we can actually do to target those individual muscle groups. So first off, what I want to talk about is what are our dog's hind limbs actually used for? The hind limbs may be referred to as their back legs or rear legs, and you may also hear them referred to as the pelvic limb. The main joints that you'll hear us talk about when we talk about the dog's back legs are the hip which is a ball and socket joint, the stifle, which is a hinge joint, and the hock, which is a composite joint. The hip joint allows for flexion and extension, and it also allows for adduction and abduction as well. The stifle allows for flexion and extension. At the end of flexion, there may be some internal rotation, and at the end of extension, there may be some external rotation. The hock joint allows for flexion and extension primarily. The back legs mainly provide the drive for movement. So think of your dog as a rear wheel drive car. Most of their propulsion comes from their back legs. They are also used to carry roughly 40% of a dog's weight in a dog who's correctly weight bearing and not compensating. This does depend slightly on a few things, for example, breed. Without good hind limb musculature, it is much more difficult for our dogs to stand with correct form and these dogs will often be reluctant to stand for longer periods. So this is actually a challenge we are often met with, with dogs that take part in obedience. They're actually reluctant to hold a stand position for long durations. This can normally be corrected by building the weaker areas of muscles that they need to hold this position. There are a number of muscles which make up the hind limb, and we can target many of them with the exercises that we perform to strengthen those muscles and increase range of movement. When choosing exercises, never overlook positional exercises because actually you can do a fair bit of work within positions to help them use their back legs more efficiently. For example, improving their form within a sit or a down can help with hind limb strength providing that they hold correct form within these positions. 
Another position that's good is a stand, as often you'll find that dogs who have got weaker back legs tend to tuck them underneath their body, bringing them too far forwards. So we want to work on that form to bring those back legs back further so that their rear pastern is then perpendicular to the ground. And to then further work the back legs, whilst you're in this position, you can actually introduce a weight shift to help transfer more weight into the back legs, making them work harder. Equally, you could progress this exercise into a front pause on position on a stable platform to help shift more weight into the back legs, though areas of form do actually change slightly when looking at a front pause on position. Those are a few positional things that can help. So now let's look at some transitional exercises that can help strengthen those hind limbs. One exercise that I use in quite a lot of dogs programs is a down to stand. This not only works the hind limbs, but actually works the majority of your dog's body. However, you can alter this exercise to further target the hind limbs. For example, working them on an incline where their front end is raised slightly higher than the back end so you're transferring more weight into the back legs. As you can imagine, when the dog rises, this then makes it much more challenging on their back legs. Another exercise I like that helps with hip and stifle flexors and extensors is the rock back, sit and step to stand. Having the dog start in a stand, then stepping their forelimbs backwards while not moving their back paws to bring them back into a sit then stepping forwards again into a stand, again not moving those back paws. This is a great beginner's exercise. A slightly more advanced exercise that I like is a pop-up where you have a platform positioned between you and your dog and your dog starts in a sit on the opposite side of the platform to you. They need to be quite close to the platform and then they can use explosive power to push off the ground with their back legs until the forelimbs land on the platform. So the back legs never leave the ground, but they use that explosive power to push themselves up rather like a human doing a squat. So when you're coming up from that squat, you don't jump, it's not a jumping squat. You wanna keep those feet, those paws firmly on the ground. And then they finish in that front paws on position. So they land with their front paws on the platform and back paws stay on the ground. An exercise that I really like to help work the hip abductors and adductors is pivoting. I'll often start most dogs pivoting just 90 degrees. The reason for this is often when you teach a dog to pivot 360 degrees straight away, they lose their form quite quickly because actually they rush to get to the end of the turn or they don't have the core or back end muscles to keep the back legs far enough behind them. So what I prefer to do in order to help the dog out and break this exercise down is have a target for both their front paws to be placed on. So a single target, both paws are on that same target and then two targets for the back paws to pivot between set at 90 degrees apart. So I like to use the Sensi targets for this um, and I place those 90 degrees apart. So all your dog is doing is a few steps in between the two. Obviously, if you've got a smaller dog, then you're probably going to want to bring those closer together. Um, so they've not got as many steps between them. And then equally, um, if you've got a bigger dog, those are going to be, they're going to look slightly further apart. You've still got them at the 90 degrees, but it's going to look closer together and further apart because of how far back you're going to have those set. 
So this helps to keep the dog's back legs far enough back as often they tuck their back legs up under themselves, which then causes a lot of arching in the spine and they quite often overuse their back muscles instead of engaging their core correctly. You can also progress this exercise in a number of ways and one of the ways I quite like to progress is by using a single cavaletti pole so the dog has to step over the pole with their back legs as they pivot. This is also great for improving their proprioception in their back legs as well as making them work through a greater range of movement. Another exercise I really like for hip adductors and abductors is lateral hind limb taps. So this is where I have the dog start with all four paws on a platform and then I use paw targets on either side of the platform towards the back and then we'll encourage the dog to slightly pivot to step just one hind limb off the platform so that it touches the target. And then they place that limb back on the platform and then alternating sides. Making sure to work both sides equally. And the same there goes for pivoting. Make sure that you pivot an equal number in each direction. We always want to work to the weaker side's ability and wait for that to catch up with the stronger side before we progress. We wouldn't encourage doing an uneven number to further strengthen the weaker side. We would rather keep the number of reps for each side equal and wait for that weaker limb to catch up with the stronger limb. An exercise that I quite like for working the hip and stifle extensors is backwards walking. Once they've mastered backwards walking with good coordination and showing that their proprioception has improved so that they have better body awareness, I'll introduce that back foot target as this often encourages them to extend their hips and stifles out further to reach out for the target. So when they look for that target, they kind of really stretch their back legs out behind them. You can also progress this exercise by introducing cavaletti poles, asking the dog to walk backwards over low cavaletti poles to help increase that range of movement and their proprioception even further. I really love doing backwards walking over things like sensi mats and sensi targets or just creating a proprioceptive track, even in early stages, which you can make using items from around your home, so long as they are flat and non-slip. So good examples would be things like doormats, the rubber back of a doormat, uh, rugs, towels, blankets, foam floor tiles, if you've got any of those hanging around, basically anything that has got different textures, but has no balance element. So they're still flat on the floor and don't wobble or move, but they just change the texture. With each of the exercises that you choose, always be aware of the activities and sports that your dog is doing. Make sure that those exercises are suitable and helping to work those specific areas and movements that your dog needs to strengthen. Also being really aware of what correct form looks like in each of these exercises is so important. If their form is not correct, we're potentially going to be strengthening the muscles in the way that we do not want to. And in the worst case scenario, we may be leaving them open to injury if that form's not correct. These are just a few of the exercises that we can do to help strengthen our dog's back legs. There are lots, lots more for each of these areas. And like I said, you need to be really careful making sure that form is correct. If you need help with knowing what good form looks like and how to correct it, 
we really must recommend looking at our Canine Fitness app as the app contains videos on how to perform all of the exercises with your dog and you can watch them back as many times as you need to whenever you're doing a fitness session to make sure that you're getting that correct form and they're doing those exercises safely. You can also get in touch with me to book in a one-to-one session if you would prefer extra guidance and help tailoring your dog's individual fitness plan to make sure you're both finding weaknesses and then targeting those areas of weakness and also strengthening the areas that they need for their specific lifestyle. So this is important, whether they just do activities like walking, potentially you might play fetch with them, or maybe do occasional swimming out on a walk, for example. But this also goes for sporting and working dogs. So if they maybe do agility or fly ball, maybe canicross, he'll work to music, obedience, dock diving, etc. Or maybe they're a working sheepdog or a gun dog, for example. So all of these different activities, sports and jobs, will all have their own requirements and we must make sure these are tended to in order to make sure that our dogs are fit enough to do their job. If you're interested in getting in touch with us you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram under Canine Physio and Fitness and I'll pop those links in the description as well or if you prefer to email our email address is fitness at wooselbears.com I will type that in the description as well because I know that Bears, the spelling of Bears, likes to trip people up. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and we really hope that you found some good value in learning a little bit of how we help to strengthen dogs' back legs. Don't forget, you can submit podcast requests to us via Instagram, Facebook or email. I want to say a massive thank you to all our wonderful audience for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Canine Fitness Fanatics podcast. Our mission is to help condition dogs to reduce the risk of injury and increase longevity, whether that's in sporting dogs, working dogs or pet dogs. All dogs can benefit from a little extra fitness. So if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share and leave a review to help us reach more people and help dogs around the world. Remember fitness fanatics, form is everything. Mm -hmm.